Heart to Heart Catholic Media Ministry presents Lessons from the School of Suffering. A young priest with cancer teaches us how to live. Written by Father Jim Willig with Tammy Bundy. Father Jim Willig courageously began to record this audiobook, but when the demands of cancer overwhelmed his strength, he asked his friend, Brian Patrick, to complete the reading. Brian touches our hearts as he finishes chapter one and continues reading this extraordinary journey of prayer. Chapter 8, Being Held Back Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Hebrews 11, verse 1 Demons, we all have them. Throughout my life, one of the worst demons that I have fought is discouragement. By nature, I am optimistic and enthusiastic. I work hard to have a positive attitude. But sometimes when bad things happen, I can become very discouraged. When that happens, contrary voices inside my mind increase in volume and intensity and start to drive me crazy with self-critical, negative, and discouraging thoughts. Once I slip into this downward spiral of negative thinking, I find it difficult to pull myself out of it. We all need to be aware that we all have our own demons that regularly trip us up. By the word demon, I don't necessarily mean something devilish or evil. I define demon as anything that demeans or hurts us or others in any way. These demons can often be labeled as an ism, egotism, perfectionism, materialism, alcoholism, racism, sexism, and so on. Or demons can be little sins like impatience, judging others, laziness, apathy, pride, not dealing well with anger, or being overly critical. I have learned that it is extremely valuable and helpful to know and clearly identify our demons. Otherwise, they easily take control of our lives while we don't even understand what is really happening. If I don't know what's wrong, it's hard to make it right. My experience with suffering tells me that when difficult times occur, in all probability, our demons will appear. They seem to wait to attack, like enemies at battle in our weakest times and in the weakest areas of our lives, when we are least able to fight back. It is helpful to realize how our demons have power over us. This is a humbling admission, because we like to think that we can take care of everything ourselves. Therefore, we need to know what to do or where to go for help. As I've already admitted, my demon is discouragement, and I have had to fight this continually in my battle with cancer. It is so easy to become discouraged when every other visit to the doctor's office brings nothing but more reasons to be discouraged. I have been more discouraged by the treatment of cancer than by the cancer itself. The treatments bring more suffering, and even worse, these treatments so far have failed to heal me. After the Easter season was over, I continued having more trouble with my right knee. Every time I walked, I could feel a stabbing pain so I went to the hospital for an MRI that detected a tumor in my knee. The treatment for that tumor was radiation. I began a daily radiation schedule that lasted for two weeks. 
I then had to wait another month to discover through a bone scan that not only had the radiation not worked, but the tumor had begun to erode the femur bone in my knee. At this moment, I was ordered to stay off my leg. Soon I came to know the humbling feeling that comes from being in a wheelchair for a time. Did I happen to mention my demon as discouragement? Immediate surgery was scheduled for my knee. I felt blessed to be referred to Dr. Joel Sorter, a wonderful orthopedic surgeon who specializes in bone cancer. He performed the successful surgery and was able to scrape out most of the cancer from my right femur bone and fill the hole, which was the size of a small fist, with a type of cement. He implanted a metal plate to protect the knee and secured the plate with eight large three-inch screws. I confess that, although I certainly believe that suffering can be a great blessing, pain medication and the relief it provides are also great blessings. I don't know how I could have survived this knee surgery without such pain relief. Rehabilitating from the surgery was indeed agonizing. By the time I learned to walk on crutches, I faced yet another setback. Three weeks after having my knee operated on, before the pain of the knee surgery had lessened much, Another bone scan revealed that two more tumors showed up on each of my right and left femurs at the place of the hip. This new development required yet another serious and painful surgery. I was back in the wheelchair immediately again. Only this time, I was warned that if I put any pressure on my hips before the scheduled surgery, I could fracture them, which could do damage that might not be reparable. Because I could not put any pressure on these bones at all, I needed assistance doing things for which I hadn't needed assistance for many years, such as being lifted onto a toilet. I suppose this was just another lesson the Lord was teaching me about how to be like a child. I had those two troublesome tumors removed, and the surgeons inserted a long rod into each of my femur bones for support. I was again wheelchair-bound for a time before graduating to using a walker. Slowly, I progressed to walking with a four-legged cane. During these somber summer months, my biggest battle was not the suffering from the surgeries as much as it was the discouragement I felt in my recovery and recuperation. That demon of discouragement kept rearing its ugly head. The fear of cancer reappearing somewhere else in my body was not at all unrealistic. Added to the possibility of finding more cancer was the reality that I would never be as physically active as I had enjoyed being before. For instance, I had always enjoyed playing tennis once a week. Now, following my latest surgeries, my doctor informed me I would no longer be able to play. My demon of discouragement once again loomed, and the possibility of having even more surgeries was more likely than I cared to admit. Then, less than three weeks after this last surgery, while still recuperating at my parents' home, I was getting out of bed in the morning when I heard something snap inside my leg. This sound was followed by the most excruciating pain I have ever experienced. This pain was so tormenting that I let out a scream loud enough to awaken everyone in the whole house, perhaps even in the neighborhood. It remains the worst physical pain I have yet experienced. Upon hearing my outburst of agony, my family came running quickly. They wisely called the paramedics. An ambulance arrived quickly and took me to the hospital emergency room where I would wait and wait and wait. While waiting in the emergency room on a hard, narrow wooden stretcher that the ambulance medical team carried me on, 
I thought only of Jesus nailed onto the wooden crossbeam. Although the realization that my pain, as unbearable as it was, could not even begin to compare to the torturous pain Jesus experienced on the cross, it didn't make my own agony feel any less. But it did help me to again unite my suffering with Jesus on the cross, which encouraged me. Finally, after five hours of waiting in excruciating pain, the doctors informed me that I had broken a small piece of my lesser trochanter, a piece of the femur bone. This bone plays an important role in lifting the leg as in climbing steps. The location of the break explained why it was so severely painful. Discouragement is so discouraging. I am sure people who have fought sickness, disease, or other problems can understand how difficult and even devastating setbacks can be. When a person works so hard, day by day, step by step, to make some progress, but then encounters some misfortune that is a setback, it is extremely difficult to deal with emotionally. Because I recognize that discouragement is one of my weak points, one of my demons, I knew I had to do something. I had to call in reserve strength and extra fortification. And for me, that reserve and that extra something is faith. Faith for me has been one of the greatest weapons against my demon of discouragement. Faith assures me that God is with us. If God is with us, who is against us? Romans 8, verse 31. It is by faith that the greatest saints have overcome the worst sufferings and difficulties. And faith has also helped some amazing people I have had the privilege of meeting. One of these amazing people came to me during a performance of Jesus' Passion and Resurrection. I had invited Father Michael Sparrow to our church to share with my parish and the community this amazing dramatization of the Lord's last days. As I sat in the front pew, I noticed a man arriving late. I found it interesting that he did not seek a seat in the back, as most latecomers are likely to do, but instead he walked up the middle aisle to the front pew and sat down next to me. I turned to acknowledge him and was wonderfully surprised to recognize this man. Retired Navy Admiral Jeremiah Denton, a former prisoner of war in Vietnam. I recall that he had spent seven and a half years in solitary confinement, suffering indescribable torture. We both turned our focus to the amazing dramatization. When the dramatic presentation ended, Admiral Denton and I turned to each other. With tears in his eyes, Denton told me how touched he was by this dramatization of Jesus' passion and resurrection. I understood that here was a man who had shared in Jesus' intense suffering for seven and a half years. He had felt similar agony, suffering, and torture. Then the admiral both surprised and touched me when he said, Father Jim, I know you, and I know you have been suffering with cancer. I would like to share something with you. With that, Admiral Denton told me a story that inspires me still. When I was in prison in Vietnam in solitary confinement, my captor would continually torture me. One day I was tied to a rack. A young soldier was ordered to torture me and break me. During this torture, when I honestly felt I was at my breaking point, a beautiful prayer came instantly to my mind, even though I wasn't praying. The prayer was, Sacred Heart of Jesus, I give my life to you. So I prayed that prayer over and over again. The more I prayed it, the more I felt truly I was giving my life to the Lord. Then this peace came over me like a warm blanket. 
and I no longer felt pain, only peace. The soldier torturing me saw this transformation in my face and stopped his torture. He went to his commanding officer and said, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And they let me go back to my cell. From that day on, I continued to use that prayer of peace. Sacred Heart of Jesus, I give my life to you. I was so moved by Admiral Denton's incredible story of faith that I said to him, Admiral, I believe that Jesus is speaking through you to me right now. I promise you, I will pray that prayer every day. Looking straight into my eyes, he answered, I know you will. And Father, when you pray that prayer, whether you suffer a little or a lot, whether you live a long or short life, it will not matter. You will be at peace. Since that moment, I have prayed that prayer every day and all throughout the day. Sometimes when I feel I am being tortured by cancer and I am extremely alone, at my breaking point, I remember that prayer. Sacred Heart of Jesus, I give my life to you. Faith gives us strength in our weakness. Through this faith, I find true peace. This is something I have employed in my life to aid me in my moments of discouragement. It is a fact that when we are suffering, the evil one knows our weaknesses, and it makes sense that the evil one would try to get to us by coming through our weaknesses, through our demons. That is why it is so important that once we know our demon, our area of weakness, we also need to know what to do. We need to admit we are powerless in this area, believe in the higher power of God to help us, Decide to turn this weakness and our whole lives over to God. Interestingly, these three steps are the first three steps of the 12-step program of Alcoholics Anonymous, as well as of many other recovery programs that have saved millions of men and women from their worst demons. I believe that at the heart of these three steps, there must be an active faith. How do we keep our faith active? Faith is like a muscle, much as the heart is a muscle. Faith needs to be taken care of. It needs to be exercised. It needs to avoid certain things to be healthy. Just as certain habits like smoking weaken our heart, certain sinful habits weaken our faith. If we are not aware of our weaknesses during our waking hours, these weaknesses may find a way to appear during our slumber. That is why our dreams often can alert us to something we need to know. This happened to me recently. In my dream, there were fiery darts coming at me from everywhere. I had to run for my life. I sensed that these darts would be fatal if they hit me. I began to run, but as I ran, I knew I needed help in order to survive. I needed something to shield me. But as the darts kept menacingly coming at me, I became so alarmed that I awakened. I have always tried to pay close attention to my dreams. Just as the Lord guided many people in the Bible through dreams, I believe he continues to guide all of us in this nighttime sign language of dreams. Dreams are our unconscious mind presenting to our conscious self when our defenses are down during our sleep, what we need to know and consider. The challenge, of course, is to remember these dreams and to know how to interpret them. No matter how scary or bizarre dreams may seem, they are all user-friendly. They may be intended to instruct us, affirm us, correct us, or warn us. Dreams are always meant to help us in some way. As I sat in the dark of night, awakened and alarmed by a nightmare, I began to reflect on the meaning of my dream. 
I knew it was trying to awaken something in me that I needed to know or to do. I tried to replay the drama of the dream in my mind. Only as I did this could I start to understand the various symbols of my dream. What I realized was that the darts seemed to symbolize my fears, and I was becoming scared to death. Facing my fears now, I knew my faith would be my shield and protection. I began to pray. Sacred heart of Jesus, I give my life to you. And then I added, Jesus, I trust in you. As I prayed these simple yet beautiful prayers, I indeed felt my fear disappear. Only then could I sleep in peace. Now, whenever I feel fear and anxiety attack me, which is not uncommon when someone has a terminal disease, I simply pray those prayers. Sacred heart of Jesus, I give my life to you. Jesus, I trust in you. Gradually, as I pray them over and over again, like a mantra, I feel my faith shield me from any worry. Scripture tells us, With all of these, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all flaming arrows of the evil one. Ephesians 6, verse 16. Faith makes fear disappear. It is vitally important for all of us to identify our demons, our weaknesses, because a weak link can bring a person down in a moment of true suffering. We must pray for the gift to know our demon. Once we know our demons, we must identify what will fortify us in our weakness. Faith can be our shield as well. It's not a dream. It's the truth, the gospel truth. Lessons We all have demons things that hurt us or others. Our weaknesses have power over us. In times of suffering, our weaknesses, our demons, will show up. Dreams can be helpful in instructing, assisting, affirming, or guiding us. Prayer and faith can be our strongest shield of protection. Assignment Pray to know your demon or demons and areas of weaknesses. Pray to know how to deal with your demons. Use faith as a shield to protect you. Remember your dreams and try to interpret them. Pray simple yet profound prayers such as, Sacred Heart of Jesus, I give my life to you, and Jesus, I trust in you. Prayer St. Patrick's Breastplate Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ within me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ at my right, Christ at my left, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks to me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. Heart to Heart welcomes you back next week for another inspiring chapter from Lessons from the School of Suffering. If you are interested in purchasing a copy of the full recording of this audiobook, either on CDs or through digital download, or a print copy of the book, or other resources available through Heart to Heart Catholic Media Ministry, please visit our website, www 
www.htoh.us. There, you can sign up to receive more inspiring content delivered to your inbox. Or call us toll-free at 1-877-208-4875 with any prayer requests you have or other help you may need. And please, as always, keep us in your prayers as well. Donations of any size are also greatly appreciated to help support this ministry. This audio recording is copyrighted 2023 by Heart to Heart Catholic Media Ministry. Thank you for listening, and may God bless your heart and the hearts of all of your loved ones.